Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. It's our <laughs> second episode of uh, this new run of the show that we're doing. Season two, baby. Yeah. Jared brought with him food. Oh, it's going to crackle into he, the Yeah, mic. Jared brought possibly the noisiest food for a podcast. <laughs> okay, I just wanted nachos, so fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, Gavin couldn't oh join God, us this actually... week. I'm going to actually text Gavin right now and tell him when he is busy. Um, he should join the the podcast, but he when said he that, is busy or when he's not busy, when he's free, just in the middle of class. Hey guys, how you doing? It's me, Gavin. So before we get started with our topics, I'd like to give a shout out to Grobenzi for allowing us to use their space to record. Uh, right now we're in a very nice um, lounge room with good mood lighting. Uh, if you have any extra any extra spare change on you, be sure to go to Grobenzi's website, make a donation. Um, if you have time, it would be great if you'd volunteer for them if you're in the Benzie County area, uh, the Frankfurt area, too. Even if you're in Wisconsin, fucking get your ass over here, boy. Yeah, and you know what? If you're from somewhere else, why don't you make a donation to your local charity organization? Volunteer or some time there. Yeah, or else Jared will find you. I will personally find you and steal those goddamn pennies. <laughs> For just pennies a day, keep me away from your family. It's like a, a few a few cents a day keeps Jared away. <laughs> you know, not it's gonna take more than two. Trust me. Nonprofits should hire people <laughs> like Jared as like their bounty hunters. Oh my god, I would love that job, to be honest. Just, oh, this guy didn't pay charity, break his shins. This podcast is brought to you by Raid, Raid Shadow, Shadow Legends. Legends. Okay, I, uh, this isn't sponsored, okay? I feel like I need to say that before I go on. We're the one podcast slash YouTube channel that's not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends at this point. I do have it on my phone. I do is it any good? It. It's not bad. Not as good as they say it is in the fucking sponsored really, videos. Really, it's not it, as good as they pay people to say it is. Yeah, no. It's it's not as pay to win. I've had it for two days right now, so, you know, I have Yeah, I've been vegan for about three days now, and I feel, <laughs> I feel fantastic. It basically feels like that. <laughs> but, um, no, I've had it for a little while now. It's not too bad. Uh, I haven't gotten any, like, pay to win bullshit. I've mostly just done, like, the... The little story story mission things they have, which is just go to a place, kill a guy. Is there a campaign? Yeah. <laughs> I've been skipping it. Is it that bad? It's it's generic fantasy story, so whatever you feel about it. So how does it compare to something like Call of Duty Mobile? Uh, I I haven't played Call of Duty Mobile, but I've heard good things about it so far. To me, Call of Duty Mobile seems like the nicotine patch for school shooters that are trying to quit. Oh my god. Okay, to be honest though, I can't fucking get it to work. I've been trying to download it and my phone won't let me. It keeps saying I need to make more space and I've deleted every app on it now. You probably need a new phone or just use one of your other ones. That's what I've been doing. I've used three of them now. Oh my god. I'm out of, like, options, Alex. <laughs> I'm running out of my fix. <laughs> Oh, that was bad. Let's cut that one out. <laughs> nope, not cutting that out. Oh. 
I'm gonna raise the levels of the the arm itching. Just, <laughs> just layer different sound effects over it too. As oh. if um, playing Call of Duty in schools, like with the volume up. As if that's not bad enough. What if you're playing Call of Duty with the volume off and you still hear gunshots? Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> so I was in gym class like a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And uh, so the middle, school, the middle school gym teacher oh had his class. <laughs> I almost dropped my bottle. <laughs> the middle school gym teacher had his, um, his class up in the weight room. Yeah. And he always plays music. And guess what? Pumped up kicks. He played pumped up kicks. Yeah. <laughs> and like not like loud. He always plays his music loud. Imagine walking through the hallway. I know. Imagine like, being like, that kid. Just nervous kid with like his binders. You got a clutch to your, te- to your chest. You just hear in the distance. All the other kids with the pumped <laughs> you're, up kicks. You're a nervous like, Oh my god. <laughs> it's your first day at a new school. Maybe you transferred. Maybe that's why you're. It's your first day in the middle of the year, but first time to come to your head is in not the again. All the other kids. That kid's just like, oh no, it followed me. <laughs> that's like how they made a sequel oh. to Scream. Oh my god. Okay, Scream, great movie. Uh, Scream two, it's all right. Scream I think scary three movie is better. Yeah. No, Totally better. <laughs> Scream 3, why does the sequel need a sequel? Scream 4, what? And then, like, didn't they make a TV show? That's you know just why. You know what? Here's a hot take. Feel free to call this bold. But I think that no horror movie can match the quality of scary movie. Or the scary movie well, series. Well, yeah, those are comedies. Yes. <laughs> that, that is true. However, I raised that statement with, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? No. Okay, you might like it. What it is, is it's a movie. It's a horror movie. About, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's about the kids going to the generic cabin in the woods and stuff, but that's not what it opens on. Uh, the scientists are in an underground like SCP kind of style thing, in which it turns out that every horror movie is in this universe, and it's huh. this ritual to appease this like evil god. So they just like set up every movie to be the way it is, so the gods are appeased, like they're they're pleased with what they see. I do not follow. Like all the uh, all the tropes in horror movies, like oh, there's gotta be the virgin girl who lives. Like you can't hold on to a weapon. Everyone has to be stupid and shit. Like, those are all just because of, like, prerequisites to make this god not want to kill humanity. Wow. So in the Cabin in the Woods universe. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the cinematic universe. They have uh, knockoffs of several horror movie characters. Like, you know uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser? The guy with, like, the pins in his head? Oh, you mean the uh, acupuncture gone wrong guy? Yeah, that guy. They have a, a, a ripoff of him, which has got, like, buzz saws in his head. <laughs> So he has he's got buzz a, saws like sprouting out of his head. Instead of a cube, he's got a sphere. So this is Cabin in the Woods. One movie. One movie has all of this. has all of the horror movie ideas in it. They have uh, the merman, which is like a running gag throughout the movie, and it's just this really gross thing you know that like, spears blood out of its back. I'm looking that up. I want to see if that's on anything. Oh, it's great. They had a uh, 
Uh, it didn't go through with Valve. They canceled it on their end. But uh, they had a deal, a partnership with Valve, where they'd put uh, Left 4 Dead monsters in it, and like in the background of Easter eggs. Really? And they'll um, uh, make Cabin a map for woods. it. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. It's I think Josh Whedon made it. It's a it's a horror movie that like kind of plays with the uh, the tropes and stuff and makes it like actually really fun. Uh but yeah, no, it's basically like an SCP facility underground that makes horror movies. I'm not gonna say what happens anymore in it because I don't want to spoil it, but it's like really fucking good. Alright. Well, that's actually a good segue into what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, I told you earlier that I didn't want to spoil this because I want your live reaction. Alright. All right, so I watched, over the weekend I watched um, The Gallows. Alright. You're, you're familiar with that movie, right? Yeah, it's not the, the Hanging High School Ghost one? Yeah, so right. in, in The Gallows, it's about this group of teenagers that sneaks into the auditorium to like trash the set. And they're doing this play that they did 20 years ago in 1993. Where, like, uh, where, a kid got hung. Yeah, so they're in the in the play, this kid, his character is supposed to be hanged. And he's on the gallows, and he has the noose around his neck. Yeah. For some reason, they actually use a regular, you know, a real-life noose. That well, they yeah, use this to is a high people. school play. I mean, why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, they, they you know, they're known for striving <laughs> for realism. It's like, I remember so, when anyway, I played Caesar, I actually got stabbed. So you see this from the perspective of the parents in the audience, and it's like on a camcorder and stuff. And you see the board break underneath him, and the kid hangs. And he dies. And, because... he, yeah, and he dies. And everyone's like, oh my god, Charlie, oh... You know, because he got hanged. And everyone's like... <laughs> and everyone's like... What if they cheered? <laughs> wow, that is sublime acting. That kid's going places. <laughs> oh, Straight terrible. Down. So anyway, you see like everyone's oh. like rushing the stage and stuff. And when you're just watching the movie, you'd think... Oh, you know, the... That's uh, that's good acting on the part of the people on stage and then in the audience. Like, so I watched I watched the whole movie. I thought it was mediocre at best. Oh, yeah. it's all found footage. It's Most kind of, of those not done kinda... well. But afterwards, I watched the behind the scenes, and when they were filming that opening sequence, they had. It was in an auditorium. Do they trick people into thinking they hug a fucking kid? Just wait. So they had everyone on the stage, like the cast, and they did like a few takes, and they had people in the audience, and they did a few takes where the kid takes off the noose and runs off stage. Alright. And they had him like in a harness and stuff, so when they did the take where they hang him, first they dropped the board, they dropped him early, so none of the cast members, like, like they, they got... A live surprise reaction because they weren't expecting it in that moment. The audience, they didn't tell them anything. Oh my god! So people actually thought <laughs> something went wrong in the production. Everyone is for real rushing the stage because they think they fucking killed a kid. Imagine being the director of that movie, being the person that gets to yell "cut" at the end of it. Cut. <laughs> Alright, everyone, back to your seats. Kid just takes off the noose and's floating there. Yeah, so... It's the start of a religion. Look, from what I saw from that director in the in his interview, 
I know he definitely waited a little too long <laughs> before he yelled cut. He just waited like a second too long. The, the fucking intern <laughs> holding his cuff. He's like, hey, you, you want to say cut. something? It's like, nah, nah, just give him a minute. <laughs> Let them fight. Let them fight. <laughs> God damn. They used the, the same harness, actually, that they... That the character in the Sherlock Holmes movie, the one with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, where he's God? Yeah. (laughs) I love that movie so much. They use the same harness type thing that they used in that movie. Fuck yeah. I thought that was a cool connection. Uh, you know that in Blair Witch Project, he, like, actually starved the actors Oh, yeah. I love the behind the scenes for the Blair Witch Project. Uh, fun fact, though, you know the scene where she's, like, crying into the camera having a mental breakdown? That's acting. She actually didn't do that. She came out and was like, oh, yeah, no, I was at faking that. That didn't happen. Really? Yeah. But uh, part of me thinks she's just saying that because she doesn't want people to know that that was real. <laughs> I, I oh. think it's such a shame that we could never have another Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah, no. Like, with found footage these days and stuff, it just kind of ruins the whole idea of it. Because, like, the first one worked because it's, like... It was new. Yeah. It was a new concept. Like, even how they set it up and stuff with, like, the... They pretended the people actually died in it. They had them, like, go missing for a while. Yeah. But, uh... And the internet was just new enough that you could get away with mm-hmm. having something like that. They had a whole feel website, real and people think that it's actually real. They had a fake website made for yeah. the uh, the TV company that was in the movie. Like the whole like, oh, we're gonna get footage and stuff. Oh, this yeah. is where we're gonna put it. It's on our blog. But now, like, set photos get oh, leaked yeah. all the time no. and stuff. There's always that one guy's like, "Hey guys, look, look, mom, I'm on." Guardian 7! And it, it seems like every They're bringing set Thanos photo, back! Seems like every set photo is treated like it's a big deal. Yeah. Like, I saw leaks of the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Like, set oh. photos from that. You don't really see It's much. just him in, like, a suit standing no, there. No, it's, it's not... You don't even see... Oh, it's just actor. a building! It's, like, a building and, like, some car... Like, like I think an ambulance and, like, some police cars... Just with Gotham written on them, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I assume that's where it be. Oh, we know that this one's set in Gotham. So Batman's not going to Hawaii. Damn. <laughs> Gotta pay Tony his 50 back, I guess. You know, I actually, back to the Blair Witch Project, I actually heard a, a fan theory that I really loved. What's the fan theory? So the theory is that, like, in universe, uh, the guys that the chick is with, they're like kind of conspiring to kill her. Basically, if you watch the movie with that, um, it changes it. Yeah, it changes it. Because there's like it that scene in the end where he's like standing in the corner. Uh, like yeah, that's what her. I was about to say. Like, um, I watched a whole video. I think it might have been Film Theory that did that video, but. I don't know. I'll have a link to it in the description. Hell yeah. But basically, yeah, there's all these signs that point to them, like, knowingly trying to kill her. Like, everything from losing the map to at the end when the guy's in the corner. Yeah. And then the camera drops 
that's just the other guy coming up behind her, smacking her in the head with a crowbar or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I want to watch it again with that context. I want a movie about the guy that edits. Found footage Found footage horror movies. (laughs) In-universe. He just gets haunted by, like, all the ghosts ever. Imagine. He's just done with their shades, like, yep, blood coming out of the TV again. Imagine the guy that first found the the camera from the Blair Witch Project, or from... uh, Actually, yeah, if you've seen The Gallows, you know that it shifts perspective quite a bit. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of... uh... Most of it is from the perspective of like, one of the main guy's camcorders or whatever his camera. It looks way too nice to be a found footage kind yeah, of no. thing. It's like, it's like you know that show is like, oh, uh, we're gonna, it, it, what's it, uh, Unfriended or something with supposed to be Skype cameras, oh, and it's all, yeah. like, really good quality, except for, like, that fat kid. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, she, like, shifts perspective a lot, and it goes from, like, the camera to the guy's phone to, like, someone else's phone it's all way too good. One, it's all way too good. But two, who compiled that footage? I want to know that guy. Because <laughs> now you're putting up a good case. Who Who's this man? I'd like to believe that every found footage movie is set in the same universe. <laughs> like Indiana Jones. And it's all the same guy that like... Yeah, like Indiana Jones. But he just collects like old SD cards and... Um, mini VHS cassettes. Now, okay, I love the idea, but I want to mix it up a bit with you uh, so we can make, like, a fresh horror movie still. Uh, There's a movie I watched called Troll Hunter. It's a Norwegian, like, kind of horror fantasy film about this guy who's, like, sick and tired of doing this really shitty job where he has to go and, like, kill trolls every night so they don't eat civilization. And just a film that goes through, like, his day-to-day, like, this is the shit I have to deal with, and I'm just, at this point, I just don't want to do it anymore. Fuck everyone else. Uh, do that, but it's, like, the guy passing the torch down to someone else. Like, yeah, so this is what you're gonna have to deal with. Like the Phantom. Uh, you might want to cover your mirrors in your bathroom, because that's how they get you sometimes. <laughs> also, lights on. Don't turn them off. Do you think he's the same guy that recorded the tape from The Ring? Oh my god. What if he has to watch that at some point? He's like, God fucking damn it, where's that phone? I gotta call someone real quick. Hey, Louie, it happened again. I wish that the tape from The Ring was real, because that, (laughs) that along with, like, Thor's hammer is, like, one of the benchmarks of how you could tell if a robot is sentient. Oh yeah, no. Like Vision, you know, he's sentient because he's worthy to pick up the hammer. Show him the ring. Did he die in seven days? Now you'd be able to further test your hypothesis if you could show him the ring. And if he's dead in a week, then you know he was alive. You know, this is like the uh, how they got rid of witches back in Salem Trials. If it floats, it's a witch. If it drowns, it was a person. Now that I'm saying it out loud... (laughs) You're right. God. <laughs> Poor Vision. <laughs> Gonna kill the red guy. Uh, do you want to transition to uh, talking about our most anticipated uh, uh, movies, TV shows, whatever, of 2020? 
Most anticipated. Oh, because boy. one of the things that I'm looking forward to the most is the superhero genre getting weird. Getting weird. Because, oh, yeah, they even make horror movies in some of them. Yeah, they've slowly gotten more and more, like, high concept. Yeah. Like, sci-fi instead of, like... <clears throat> Instead of, like, trying to make them as realistic as possible. Like, compare Iron Man 1 to Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. It's, uh... So now... It's a bit different. WandaVision, I have some thoughts on that. I'm looking forward to it. But I want to know how they execute it. Well, in the comics, Vision comes back, like, a couple times. Like, at one point, he's rebuilt, and he's just, like, Grey Vision, which he's just an actual robot. Oh, yeah. But have you... But you know, like, the aesthetic of the show and how it looks, right? I haven't gotten to it, no. So... I'm a bit behind on that. Wanda Vision, from, like, all the concept art and stuff, it has, like, a, like a 50s, kind of, like, I Love Lucy kind of uh, vibe to it. What they could be doing... Uh, I think it takes place inside of Scarlet Witch's head. Yeah. And she is doing some kind of weird, like, House of M style freak out. That's and what I was thinking. So they, they've been saying that it'll tie into Doctor Strange and his whole thing. Oh, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. I'm so, so excited I for I think Multiverse of Madness will tie into WandaVision. And I know that I'm getting my hopes up. Oh, yeah. No, no. Actually, they did say uh, the things that are going to happen in that one are going to lead right into Multiverse. Yeah, so, so it's probably going to be like House of M thing, because that's basically, I fucked yeah. up the universe, whoopsies. So, this is kind of um, what I've been thinking, combined with what is coming to mind now, but what I think uh, WandaVision will be is Scarlet Witch kind of losing her sanity, right? And she kind of has this world inside her head where she's with Vision and everything's perfect, and it's, you know, they got the white picket fence and yeah. everything. But the on the outside, down. on the outside, she's just releasing more and more like chaotic energy, just messing just shit up, warping shit, like kind of like in Thor: The Dark World, but on a larger scale. Oh yeah, no, like the entirety of House of M was just that she wanted her like perfect life and then fucked everyone over. Yeah, so I think by the end of WandaVision, she'll just kind of fracture everything or release some kind of like atomic bomb style impact on the multiverse and then doctor strange he'll have to fix it in his oh, movie yeah. yeah no apparently uh scar Witch though is gonna be like his sidekick in it hmm. uh another thing i heard though which i'm really excited for is the next thor movie oh uh, yeah thor love and thunder yeah it's gonna be the jane foster thor yeah that's what and i've been hearing also better ray bill better ray oh, i think i I think I have her. Because, like, they I, got his, they got Horseface's fucking hammer already, uh, Stormbreaker. Do you think that they'll get Beta Ray Bill from Sakaar? Because there was a Beta Ray Bill Easter egg. Yeah, Sakaar. they were supposed to get him from Sakaar, actually, but they didn't want Taika Waititi to put so much in. So he well, had to make the sense. call of, like, oh, do I want Beta Ray Bill or, like, another character? And he was right. like, ah, you know what, we'll just go with this guy. Personally, I think it was like, we'll either do Better, better Ray Bill or Korg. Pick one. He's like, oh, I really like Korg. Who who would win in a fight, though? Who would win in a better fight? Better Ray Bill or Better O'Rourke? I don't know. That's a hard one. I think Beta O'Rourke would just keep talking about nothing <laughs> yeah. until Beta Ray Bill just gives up. Well, it's and he just launches himself off the edge of the battlefield. Okay, to like, be fair, Lord, though, take me now. 
Uh, you know what? I think he'd just kill him. Just mid-conversation. <laughs> now that I think about it, he'd just go up just like, ah, I'm done with this. But it's like in The Rise Couple of Skywalker. here! It's like in The Rise of Skywalker, though. If you uh, kill him out of hate, then you it's lose. It's not out of hate, though. It's just out of boredom. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins there? Who wins? The, the audience. audience the audience possessed. does. The audience wins. <laughs> Speaking about Rise of Skywalker, base boost Palpatine, hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I still haven't done this yet. I want to take oh. the footage of the Emperor, like from Return of the Jedi, when he's like zapping. Someone you, already and did that. Put the, someone already put the base boost mm-hmm. over it. Oh. The first day the movie came out, I went home and looked it up. Oh. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> Alright, I'll have a link to that in the description. I'll send it to you on uh, Messenger. Thank you. Uh, but speaking about Star Wars, I want to bring my topic in. Okay. So, uh, there's a little movie from the, I think, 70s or 80s that came out right. after Star Wars. A little movie by uh, by Mr. Spielberg called E.T. the Extraterrestrial. You want an E.T. crossover? No, there already was one. There already was one? In The Phantom Menace, you can oh, see at one well, yeah. point the Senators are E.T. However, that does confirm that E.T.'s race is part of the Galactic Empire, right, making yeah. him a space Nazi. Okay. I think that's a little <laughs> they that did, is, That's bold of you to say. When though. he became Emperor Palpatine, he had a minute amount of people who were opposing him. Those people were the good guys in the next movies. Where are E.T.? Where is E.T. and his families in fucking A New Hope and stuff? When did they come in? They're not there because they're stormtroopers, Alex. (laughs) They're murdering the other people. (laughs) I'm going to debate you on this. (laughs) Despite my better judgment. (laughs) How do you think the healing juice is made? They just touch some water like a priest. (laughs) You mean the Bacta? Yeah, Bacta. It's just uh, E.T. juice. (laughs) Okay, so... Those E.T. representatives, you don't know what planet they're from, or you don't, you don't know anything about them. You just you know that they're in the Senate. There's going to be a book about them eventually, or eventually. somewhere out there. You eventually. know it. Every character in any scene of Star Wars has a whole story about them. I actually have Star Wars information after this. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, so they were in the Senate, right? Yeah. And then Palpatine... And they dissolved, voted for him. ...dissolved this. Well, He didn't dissolve everyone, the Senate by killing everyone, Alex. Everyone, he just put them all under his hat, basically. Well, no, he dissolved the Senate so he wouldn't have any opposition because they were, like, opposing him on stuff and they were kind of pushing back a little bit. But I digress. All right. All that we know was that there were senators representatives from E.T.'s homeworld. Yes. But we do know that the Empire is fascist mm-hmm. and presumably racist. They are racist, however, that does not stop them from having extraterrestrial uh, people on their team. But only humanoid ones, right? No, 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 not, not just humanoid. Uh, for example, there was a Mal Calamari, like, you know, the fish people, yeah. like Akbar. Yeah. One of those guys was like uh one of Vader's rivals for a while and he was hmm. like a I, I think not I think it was a major. I think it was like major something and he led a whole legion of stormtroopers and just kind of fucked with Vader. It's in it's in Disney canon, so that exists. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> There's a whole like A team of assholes that Vader fought in the comics. 
And one of yeah. a lot of them were just gross people with so, robot. So lens. it's so it's like his Arkham Origins. Basically, it's like uh, Emperor Palpatine just being a dick. It's like you're not really my apprentice. I want to test you. Here's some dudes. I've done some deep dives on <laughs> Star Wars lore, and Palpatine like definitely could have given Vader a better suit. He could have given him a better everything. Like, uh, oh yeah, he purposely gave him a terrible suit so it would hurt him the entire time he's in. It. Yeah, basically to make him like a more uh, subservient lapdog. Yeah, it made it's also to make him stronger too in the dark side. Right, because like you know, hate leads to anger. Blah 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 blah. And like you know what what you know makes you hate more than just being stabbed by a bunch of needles all the time. See, that's what I don't get about the dark side. Gavin was talking about it a little bit. Uh, last episode but i just don't get the appeal of it well i mean okay here's the thing like the light side at least how the jedi put it is that it's just you have to be emotionless and well stuff. it's like more logical the way that the jedi put it yeah is it's like a perversion of the light side it's just they're making it something that it's not yeah but like the the sith I just don't get... I don't get either of them, but I get like, the The reason why the Sith's less. more appealing, though, is because it's all emotion-based. Like, everything about it, it's like, oh, you feel sad your mom died? Kill a bitch. We'll yeah. let you do it. Want to have a family and, you know, not be weird about it? Go right get, ahead. I don't get how you could join the Sith out of anything but fear. Because how well, can okay. you look at... How can you look at someone like Palpatine? How can you just look at Palpatine? And say, I want to be like... Okay, him. think about Count Dooku, the guy that wanted to be, like, in exquisite pajamas and have his own castle. He didn't join out of fear. He was offered, like, a couple million. It was like, fuck yeah, sign me up. I can get a cool ship, go through space, and own, like, a palace. I don't even need to worry about Jedi crap. I'll yeah. have a better house in, like, I don't know, not Naboo, because that sucked. Well, he did it more for, like, political reasons, right? Oh, so mostly just personal stuff. It, like, a lot of Count Dooku's everything was just, I want to be rich. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so he, like, I just, I mean, like, the Kool-Aid drinkers. Oh, yeah. Okay, those guys, that's just because like, they're crazy. Like, purposefully pissing yourself off. Forever. So yeah, you can be strong or whatever. I guess it's easier to get more of an emotional response if you just, like, cut your fucking hand off and, like, put salt all over it. But what I'm getting at is, like, that's just a, a terrible quality of life. <laughs> it's a terrible quality of life, but we and can you shoot don't... electricity from your fingertips. And you don't get to be a cool ghost. I mean... Maybe not. Well, no, because, the like... The Sith don't get Force Ghosts. They don't... Okay, they... They don't go to heaven, But they Jared. do have ghosts, though. Remember Palpatine had, like, all the ghost Sith in the pews in his weird church thing? Actually, I've done a little Where bit... Where there's of, not ghosts? A little bit of deep diving on Did that. he just have an army of Sith the whole time that were just in a fucking cave? Sort of. <laughs> Are you... What the fuck? <laughs> do you remember the Red Stormtroopers? Yeah, Sith Troopers. Yeah, those were, like, the children of, like, the Sith worshippers on Exegol. And I, I thought the they Sith were, worshippers, like... The, yeah, they're just, like... I thought they were just, just, like, better stormtroopers. So that you're telling me that it's it's basically they conscripted their children into the military because they felt like it? That is absolutely right. Oh, my God. The people on Exegol... <laughs> what a horrible life. By the way, spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, no one cares. <laughs> Yeah, everyone 
either hates it the ones who have it or they who hate do it care everyone else hates it the ones that do care have seen it and liked it and are just hiding out like the jedi after order 66 and then the rest of everyone else is complaining about it i'm indifferent to it because you know it's Star Wars, come on. Are you really expecting fucking Shakespeare yeah. from... I need to go to Tashi Station and get my, my power converters. Also, Luke was okay with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru dying horribly. <laughs> so yeah. like, his reaction's like, oh darn, not again. <laughs> oh shit, my stuff was in there. Oh no, my Xbox. <laughs> hey, new old guy, let's hang out. <laughs> well, look. How much have we really seen, like, in canon or legends of Luke interacting with, with humans? With oh, that's a good point. <laughs> we don't know anything about their relationship. For all we know, they just kind of left him to his own devices. They just Harry Pottered him. <laughs> yeah, they could have Harry Pottered him. That works, Shed. He puts C3PO and R2D2 in is bigger than his room by ten times. <laughs> That was, like, a nice area that he had them in. That was, like, a nice little, like... I assumed uh, it's his bedroom, but there's no bed in it, so where the hell does he sleep? (laughs) He just levitates. Oh, he is with the Force. It's like, this is how people sleep, right? (laughs) Yeah, Owen and and Baru put him down one day, and they... Oh, he's floating. I guess we don't need to buy a bed for him ever. And they just kind (laughs) of let him do that. You don't tell him anything. He's like, what's that in your guys' room? Uh, it's our... It's our, uh... Big carpet. <laughs> it's a really big carpet you can step on. <laughs> Why do we have it? It looked nice. <laughs> Brought the whole room together. <laughs> do we ever... Do we see beds in Star Wars being used? No, yes. we, we do in the prequels. Yeah, in the prequels they have uh, like an actual bed set up, and then I think in some of uh, in some of the games there's beds. Uh, a lot of them are like horrible bunk beds, but they're oh, still yeah. beds. <laughs> I bet they have some dumb Star Warsy name for them too. I, I don't know, like uh, how grenades are thermal detonators. I love that. You, come on, <laughs> guns just, are blasters. Thermal detonator sounds cooler than just grenade. It just sounds like a video game item. I mean, you're not wrong, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> Watch out, he's got a thermal detonator. Where does the Mandalorian sleep? He, you, his... know that, uh, you know that spot in his ship where he sits down and pilots it? Yeah, he doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This, his armor just injects caffeine into him. He hasn't slept since he put the helmet on. You know what? I have a hot take. I think they should not have taken the Mandalorian's helmet off on camera. I mean, I'm fine with it. I know what Pedro Pascal looks like. Yeah. I assumed it would just be like, gross Pedro. Which it was, yeah. Yeah, he had like a mustache and blood all over him. So... It just... It just reminds me of in Rick and Morty when they're on the Mad Max planet or whatever. Oh, the guy takes off his helmet. He's gorgeous. He takes off the helmet and there's like a tan line. He has a mustache. He's blonde. It's great. I do like, though, the uh, when they took off the helmet, though, the excuse how he was able to do it was because IG-88, uh, IG-11, I'm sorry, the good guy. Yeah. Uh, 
technically isn't alive. alive. But a lot of the uh, show has like this subtext where it's like, oh yeah, he's a caring personality now. Because they But he's not alive. <laughs> Some droids are sentient or not. Some are... We erased this guy's entire existence and then brought him back as a nurse. <laughs> However, I do love IG-11. He is my favorite droid, and they did him dirty in the finale. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish that they... Uh... Also, spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I kind of wish that they didn't wipe C-3PO's memory between episodes 3 and 4. I know they had to in episode three. You know, I wish they did that more often. Four. I wish at the end of every Star Wars movie, they just every... erase his memory and he has to relearn everything. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I I wish that it could have been planned out so C-3PO in the original trilogy sees Darth Vader and he's like, Dad? Dad? Is that uh, you? Uh... Darth Vader, when he learns about his son, he goes to C-3PO first. He's not looking for Luke. <laughs> You see, that's why he goes to Cloud City when Han's going there. It's like, well, this is the closest thing I've had to a kid, so let's do it. How you doing, my boy? Who are you? Fuck! <laughs> Get me another one. It's broken. I heard that. I heard that the next um, Star Wars trilogy that they make is going to be four hundred years prior. Yeah, I heard they're doing uh, Old Republic. Yeah, they're like Revenant the, like, the shit. Height, the, like, the height of the Republic. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I want more of that kind of crap. And I was like, we're probably gonna get Young Yoda, not Baby Yoda. Yeah, but like, isn't Baby Yoda also like an old man? Baby How- Yoda is fifty years. Yeah, um, but his age like Baby Yoda has gone like through menopause. <laughs> but yeah, you'll get um. Yoda when he's like 400, 500 years old. I want him to be like in a crop top t-shirt thing with like flipped over hair. It's like, yeah. it's not a phase mom, I but really he's like want, a really old guy still. I really want like college bro Yoda. Oh my god. I want it to be going through a phase where he talks normally but at the end of the movie he realizes his parents were right all along and he readopts his like terrible language impediment. I think it should be like Bohemian Rhapsody but for Yoda. Yes. Yohemian Rhapsody. Yohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) can see it now. By the end it's like... He gets AIDS and dies. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's an Elseworlds story. (laughs) (laughs) It's what if... What if Yoda was Freddie Mercury? <laughs> See, this is how I want the next Star Wars trilogy to go. Oh. We set up young, younger Yoda. We see his development from college bro Yoda to, like, Jedi Knight Yoda. Yeah. And then he gets AIDS and dies. <laughs> they kill off Yoda, and at the very end... After, he just he, comes back even, and has a force ghost. He just, like, gets the, up. After the credits... <laughs> We zoom out, and everything's in a snow globe in a little kid's hand. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, god damn it. Uh, that's how they should have ended the movie. Yes, that's how they should have ended The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yes. instead of like, oh, I'm Ray Skywalker. It's just like a zoom out of her holding the snow what globe. They, what if they do that for the special edition? <laughs> and then they're like, just kidding. 
Just, we'll remake, just... we'll make the original script. But yeah, no, Mandalorian's great. I recommend everyone uh, pay $13 a month to Disney just for that. Everything else is there too. I mean, at this point you probably own most of it on DVDs or at your parents' house on VHS, but... Right. Yeah, the only thing keeping my Disney Plus membership alive, the only thing... Keeping me paying $7 a month to Disney. Was it 7 I'm seven. thinking of DCs. The only thing keeping me paying for my membership for Disney Plus is Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum? I'm you sorry. didn't know? No. Jeff Goldblum has a show on Disney Plus. Does he? Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it Ego? <laughs> I highly recommend Jeff Go- the, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. On Disney Plus, it's about Jeff Goldblum just going around, being Jeff Goldblum, learning about new things, meeting new people. And in the first and episode, this is what you humans call f- uh, uh, food, right? That's that's a very good impression, actually. <laughs> it's easy to do. I'm just thinking, like, go. Okay, imagine you're going up to do a presentation in front of the whole school, but you're an alien. And that's how you do Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> good, good uh, um, uh, greetings, everybody. Uh, it's me, a human. That's not my name. That's who I am. That's what I am. That is actually how he talks. <laughs> I'm frightened by how accurate that impression is. I told you. Just imagine that you're like an alien. Okay, think of Invader Zim giving a presentation, but it's not Invader Zim's voice. It's, it's a the voice guy from Jurassic would, Park. It's the voice that you would expect an alien pretending to be a person in front of a live studio audience would have. Right. So anyway... In the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Because he's an alien just discovering the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the, in the I'm first I'm fairly episode, certain that Sakaar's just his actual home. And we just went there on accident. Thor Ragnarok was a documentary. So anyway, in the first episode he learns about like sneakers and sneaker culture. Hold on, he doesn't know what fucking shoes are. <laughs> I understand being rich kind of like closes you off from the poor society. But how does he not know what sneakers are? He learns about sneaker culture. Oh, culture. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Like streetwear and stuff. I don't get it. But I get it a little bit more. Maybe I don't Jeff get Oldham. it. I, buying expensive shoes always seemed weird to me. Yeah. I don't think I've spent over like seven. Well, Maybe I've maybe spent like sixty dollars on shoes. I spent about sixty on shoes also, but it's because I needed to get specially made shoes for work. Which oh I'm yeah, that's not right even including now. my work boots that I've had. Did you have to pay for them? No, they were okay. Included. So those don't really count, right? If you had to pay for them, though, you do. Actually, I, I had to pay got, for mine. I think I got actually a, a discount on them. I didn't have to pay for work pants. Oh, I had to pay for everything in my wardrobe except for the apron and hat. Those I were given as soon as I showed up without the interview. They then gave me the interview. I was hired before they even knew I couldn't cook. (laughs) So I'm a lunch lady that kind of gets what some of these things are called. It's like, hand me the shotgun pan. That one vaguely looks like a gun. Here you go. Oh, what? It is a pan that you can put two into a hole with. That's what I've been using to figure out which one it is. Don't question it. That's not 
the logic you need for it. Okay, I'm not even going to question that. <laughs> anyway, Jeff Goldblum learns about a lot of things, like denim, like everything surrounding denim. Like, a lot of people collect old jeans. Like, Is he there, aware of what jeans are, at least, though? He is aware on some level, <laughs> what jeans he, are. Okay, he doesn't get that, jeans? I think he included that in, a, in his briefing packet. Oh my god. So, anyway, he learns about, like, what makes certain kinds of old jeans valuable. Because there's some that they didn't make a lot of back in the day, and then there's some that are, like, good, special good. for whatever reason, and he learns about that. He also learns about tattoos, Glagnar, like, what's what's this mark on the flesh? It, 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 it looks like a snake. That's a tap, that's a tattoo, <laughs> yeah, that's, Jeff. That's the whole that's the whole episode. He learns about like Glagnar, I'm frightened. Like like traditional like Hawaiian tattoos and stuff. Oh, those are actually kind of cool. Like yeah. all the fucking shit they do with them. The town that he's from has like an annual Jeff Goldblum day on his birthday. Because is his, I think is, he, I is think he a fife? I think, Does he own fiefdoms there or some shit? I think he's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to that town. <laughs> it's Jeff Goldblum Day. Quick, bring out your purses. Allow him to take one coin a piece. <laughs> if you don't bring Pay him, your Jeff Goldblum tax. <laughs> he just comes into town with like armored knights. <laughs> bring me your fifes. <laughs> I require penance. <laughs> Yeah, you so, bring me no change, eradicate them. Let's just go through this episode by episode. <laughs> I know he also he learns about um he learns about gaming, like oh like video, video games. games. Okay, I can get that because he's like and he learns seventy, probably not. He's anywhere from like fifty to. He's 80. between forty and a thousand. That's what I'm going <laughs> for. <laughs> Make no mistake, I'm not making fun of Jeff Goldblum. It's just I have not I have seen him since the dawn of time, which for me was 2000. But uh, he's been in everything, or at least sometime in those years. I've not seen a year where there hasn't been a Jeff Goldblum, and it frightens me. When he dies, do we all die? I think so, actually. I'm beginning to think Betty White's just the incarnation right. of the world. Here's the episode. Oh, by the way, he also learns about LARP in the gaming episode. Oh, that's fun. So you have not lived until you have seen Jeff Goldblum LARPing. <laughs> it's wonderful. Okay, I'm going to look that up tonight. I'm going to skip straight to that episode. <laughs> All right. This is National Geographic's The World According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney+. Plus. Now streaming. All right. Uh, episode one, sneakers. We already covered that. He learn. I'm sorry. He learns about ice cream in episode two. Uh, so he he gets to uh, experience Earth delicacies. He's been on our planet for like at least twenty years. <laughs> How the fuck did you not know what ice cream is? Life forms eat this? Good question. I, 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 it's it's, it's cold, but it's tasty. <laughs> apparently there's a bit more interesting stuff about ice cream than you'd expect. Uh, episode 3 is tattoos. Episode 4, denim. Episode 5, barbecue. He learns about barbecue. 
I haven't watched this one yet. This is another one where he learns. This is another one where he learns about Earth delicacies. Okay, so Jeff Goldblum is American, right? He's lived here his whole life, correct? He's as American as Superman. In the sense that he's an alien. (laughs) He's an alien. That happened to crash land in in America, yes. How has he not had a barbecue? That is a sacred, like, testament of every person that's stuck here. Even the rich people have barbecues, but they're, like, rich barbecues where they have, like, kebabs with, like, (laughs) grilled extinct animals on them. Uh, Yeah, again, he's just doing, like, a (laughs) deep dive. But at the same time, we can't rule out the possibility... That he's an alien experiencing barbecue for the first time. I want to see that. He's like, the, the, the fake eyes like slide up and you see the black pits and there's like a spark of joy in them. Episode 6, gaming. And you can see the thumbnail is Jeff Goldblum LARPing, holding he's a sword. He's holding a like cardboard sword with tape all over it. Yeah. I love it. Episode 7, bikes. He learns about how earthlings transport themselves without an engine. What? That's okay. <laughs> this is uh, how the uh, Earthlings has he never been to a museum? <laughs> so this is a bike. So this is what uh, you people call uh, talking bikes. to a black guy. Too. <laughs> you what now? <laughs> Hold on. What did you just say? Episode eight. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, the alien, learns about RVs. This is how Earthlings transport themselves with engines. And without money. (laughs) And look, the thumbnail is just him in this adorable, like, bright, psychedelic kind of uh, It looks like he's got something on the shirt they had to blur out, but they're, like, really good at blurring it out. (laughs) Episode 9 coffee that's uh how the earthlings refuel themselves instead of ingesting uh energy cells <laughs> it's like so what happens if i do this it just spikes the coffee the just turns them inside out the beginning of the episode is like it's like a children's show jeff goldblum is like oh man i i, I feel tired i'm i'm, I'm, I'm so i'm, I'm so I'm what so, is this i feel i'm so I'm, tired I'm, tired i and then he tries i'm worried then he sees a pack of batteries and he's like uh okay so i see that uh you use these for energy so i think i'll just and then someone swats it out of his hand like jeff no you silly it's like starts elf. crying it's like <laughs> elf special edition starring jeff goldblum <laughs> Eat someone's cat. <laughs> Jeff, so what have anyway, you done? I, 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 was, I was hungry. <laughs> instead of ingesting... barbecue episode. <laughs> instead of eating batteries, they teach him... About coffee. About coffee. <laughs> it's a drink. <laughs> He's just holding the cup. It was a powder, but now it's, it's, a, it's, it's a liquid. It's, 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 cha- it's like me, it's changed forms. And then ten is cosmetics. Uh, that's, that's where he changes that's... his form. That's where he's like, shows the alien version. They turn him back to normal, Jeff. Episode 10 is a prequel. It's how... <laughs> it's how Jeff Goldblum becomes... It's, it's how he gets his human form. Oh. And then episode 11. This is the final episode so far. He takes over the world. <laughs> the invasion begins. <laughs> The world, according to Jeff Goldblum, has turned into the world is owned by Jeff Goldblum. To the discover. This whole... Oh. 
that everything is a prequel for Thor Ragnarok. I'm, yes. Oh. The series is actually the Grandmaster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, either this is a prequel to Thor Ragnarok or it's a sequel to Thor Ragnarok. Where the Grandmaster, <laughs> after he's dethroned, yeah, he comes to Earth. And he has to be has poor to, for a month. He has to adjust. It's like, what? What is this? So anyway, episode it's not 11. glowing blue, so I assume it's poison. <laughs> episode eleven is about pools. He looks very alien in this shot, don't you think? In this thumbnail, let me get closer. Oh my god! Yeah, the skin suit's coming off a little bit. He's like, <laughs> oh no, I gotta see. They worked so hard on that too. This is how this is how uh, Earthlings um, recreate. So this is how the the, the, the is, is this is how you bathe? <laughs> no, no, we do this for fun. This is for fun. I don't quite understand. And the 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 swimsuits are and the, and those are for uh, protecting against. Um, the dangerous fish. Why? Uh, why creatures. is he wearing? No, pants? there's no, there's no fish in here. We we're just very ashamed. What is what? What the squishy squishies on a child's arms? What are, what are those? You oh. mean floaties? <laughs> well, if if he uh, they keep they keep they, they keep the, the kid up, Jeff. Like the, it, these, it keeps them from like these humans. They are uh, they're remarkable. They want to be in the water, but. Uh, they were not God quite, did not intend them to they, be. They, they want to be in the water, but uh, we must they use adapt. devices so they are in the water uh, as little as possible. As as little of their body is in the water as they can get, but still in water. His brain just breaks. <laughs> this episode of the world according to Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> presented by Bold of You to Say. Brought to you by Gro Benzi. He's looking over at the kids with the flo- floaties on. He's like, "What if? What can I? Can I pop them?" Jeff, no. <laughs> oh, oh the, they did, before they, before they, did, they tell him about they the float, pool flo- but now they don't. Before they tell him about the pool floaties, he walks over to a kid with Just pool floaties. One. No, he he holds the kid underwater. Like, here, I'll help you get the rest of the way in there. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, no. no. <laughs> It comes up and it's upside down. <laughs> oh, God. We should be in charge of that show. <laughs> oh, man. Is there any other shows on Disney Plus we could say are aliens hosts? <laughs> I don't even know if there's anything else good on Disney Plus besides... Like the movies that we've already seen. Oh, speaking about good things on Disney Plus, apparently they're getting rid of fucking. Uh, you, you know how they were gonna make an Obi Wan prequel? Yeah, they canceled it. Damn. Last night they uh, they put out a thing like, "Oh, we're not doing it anymore." Uh, I forget what they said, but they just canceled it indefinitely. So Ian McGregor now is out of work. Let's invite him to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's invite him on. Ian McGregor, where you at? If he comes on, I would totally like. Freak the fuck out. I love him, man. Oh, yeah. Is... I, I'd want him to introduce himself with the classic hello, hello there. there. I've seen a lot of his movies recently, and they're not bad. He's actually a really good actor. Oh, yeah. He's fucking... a, he was in Robots. Yeah, he was uh, Rodney. Yeah. Rodney Copperbottom. I remember I that because really I watched like that, that movie a lot. I love that movie so much. That movie needs a sequel, in which they rise up against the people in charge and eat them. No cinematic... <laughs> 
climax, uh, high point will ever touch the uh, the final battle in robots. You know, I imagine Rodney is fighting the forces of evil. When Rodney he's fighting beats Trump back and fighting puts fat Bernie the Sanders corporation. <laughs> and it looks like all hope is lost. I'm drawing a lot of parallels with Endgame on accident. And then all the poor people show up to kill them. <laughs> this and is basically the French Revolution. Lost, <laughs> all hope looks lost. We hear Britney Spears. Oh my fucking with god. A, with a constant gain dropped in in premiere. Baby, one more time. Oh my fucking god. And the, his friends that he has made along the way now armored up come in and they just kick ass this is i'm just now realizing that the climax of robots and the climax of endgame are basically the same all that we're missing is the the portals and sam saying actually there is kind of a uh, portal thing because they're like you're not alone and he like turns around yeah fucking wall comes down yeah that that's the portal And all they the did poor it with, people that he and thinks. They did it with fewer characters. Yes, actually. And all of the characters that they had in there, you at least have seen in previous scenes. It is kind of funky to think about, like, all the robots in the town. You know in this, what? In Robot City just decided, you know what? Let's kill the CEO of this company. You know what? That's <laughs> that actually, guy helped me. That's actually once. another movie that has the same plot sort of as now, here's the last the thing, jedi though, robots came out before endgame so endgame endgame is from... a ripoff of robots you hear it here first folks <laughs> just imagine it's like a dystopian like future where like shit's going down and people aren't living good one guy has big idea and is an inventor goes to like talk to his mentor he's like it's not gonna work give up on it and then his mentor comes back to them to help out because he feels bad and he's like i figured it out guys that is another that is another (laughs) movie that has the same plot as the last jedi all right so we got so far we have uh all all these are movies with the uh old time hero is suffered a, a big um loss mm-hmm. and then he goes into exile and then the new hero comes up and tries to get him to come back into the action and at first they're like no and then the young person makes him like, realize give up on there is kid. still hope in the world and then the person comes out of retirement so so far we have the last jedi is the same movie as surfs up is the same movie as oh robots <laughs> This season, we're just going to build that list. Also, Robots and Last Jedi, at some point, they both go to a fancy party with rich people in it. You are so right. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch Robots tonight. Oh, god damn. No, I love Robots. As a kid, I had, like, all of the uh, the toys for Robots. I had, like, the really big toys where it's, like, the like big articulated action figures. And they had this one thing that I had set up. Uh, where it's like the small guys you can take apart and put together because at the end of the movie it's like we're gonna rebuild ourselves so they let you you know commit horrible atrocities to man right. uh, my favorite thing I ever got though was a playset called Madame Gasket's Chop Shop it's like a little thing uh, where you cut Bender in half uh, Fender in half I'm sorry that was all that was all you did with it it was a giant tower just to cut a poor man in half oh my god 
He was beautiful. <laughs> you know what my favorite detail from robots is? Oh. Uh, Aunt Fanny is voiced by Stifler's mom. Really? Really. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what? Robots technically had the first lesbian relationship in an animated movie. Really? That's probably a lie. <laughs> Don't look That's me up That's probably a lie. But uh, Fender does become a woman by the end of the movie. Okay. And he has a girlfriend still. She has a that, girlfriend you know still. What? You know what? That's double inclusive. Yeah. Because like... You know, he was forced into it, what's but he name? rocks Fen- it. What's yeah, Fender. Fender? Uh, yeah, Fender, played by Robin Williams. Right. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Robin Williams. We're putting Robin Williams in the title. We're putting uh, we're putting <laughs> horror movie. We're putting Star Wars in the title. Star Wars this horror movie featuring Robin Williams. It's gonna Jeff, be a thing. Jeff, Gold- <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is alien? Question mark. Confirmed. We're just gonna have the clickbaitiest titles for this. Oh God. Clickbait them, but have everything be just like a word from a, a random sentence. <laughs> like something you can just easily take out of context. Like, yes, I destroy babies. So anyway, oh. yeah. Robots is double inclusive. And it's also endgame. <laughs> Fender is trans and a lesbian. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to leave this. <laughs> yeah. Thank I mean, you for listening. Whole, okay, if you think about it, the whole movie's like super progressive, because what's the plot? Let's rise up and kill the rich. <laughs> the poor yeah, people decide they've had enough of this. Let's murder the McDonald's CEO. <laughs> Isn't that the same plot as Joker? Joker is a ripoff of <laughs> oh my robots. God. Okay, to be fair though, Joker is just because like a guy who's mentally insane accidentally starts a movement. Robots, they were hoping for that the whole time. <laughs> Robots did Joker, but better. Ah, well, and that is, yeah, you know, that I is do what like I will Joker, leave this with. but Robots is better because, like, you know, it's a story uh, uh. about a anarchist kid <laughs> making a revolution <laughs> on purpose. I love how, like, the whole events, though, of Robots, though, it's just because he wants to show, like, his shitty little robot. To Mr. Big Weld, so he decides to up, uh, like uproot an entire city. Yeah, he just destroys the economy real quick. He just take out the takes CEO down the and political his mom. establishment. Like what happens is uh, he kills the main bad guy's mother in the most horrific way possible, and then strings him up next to his dejected father, where they live now forever. <laughs> Like, I think at the end of the movie, they had, like, for uh, theater cuts, uh, an end of the credit scene where they're just sitting there singing because they have nothing else to do because now they're just fucking prisoners. <laughs> All right. I think that's where we're going to have to leave this episode. Leave it uh, off on robots. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Recommend that remember... movie 100%, though. It still has really good, like, uh, animation even to this day. Yep. Gamers rise up, kill the rich. Eat um, the rich. Yep. Robots is Joker, but better. Remember, the previous CEO was cooler than the current one. You should kill him. All right. Good Good night, night, everybody.